tear us down, and what ultimately keeps us together. The Best Man, the final chapters, streaming now, only on Peacock. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Ah, thinking about gas mileage? If your check engine light is on, it may be affecting your MPGs. But the free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help. With the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes, you'll know what's affecting your gas mileage and more. And you don't have to drive too far to find the fix. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service is available at all 6200 stores. See details at AutoZone.com. ESPN 100.3 and Penn Entertainment present Wanna Bet with the Professor Nick Harrison. Each week, the professor and his guests take a look at the best bets in sports and show you that it doesn't take a professional odds maker to win a mint. Plus, the show will be coming to you live from Boomtown Casino on the West Bank. You can join in the fun, get in on the action, and have a taste of the Big Easy with Nola Steak and Executive Chef Lewis Brown. Wanna Bet with the Professor Nick Harrison. Thursdays from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on ESPN 100.3. Point three FM, ESPN New Orleans. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Mac Jones isn't that good, man. They packaged him up last year and they sold him to you. The first things people want to tell you is, oh, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. Come on, man. You can go to the Pro Bowl nowadays as the 39th alternate at your position. Good for him, but I'm not going to allow people to sell me on he was some fantastic rookie quarterback. Mac Jones is just a guy, man. GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Well, well, well. Our number two, the Sports Hangover. 800-998-1003. Just because he's gone into hiding does not mean we do not care about him. An update on Tua Tagovailoa. I'll give you that tier when we come back right after we make today official. Ah, oh, didn't have it plugged in. But, yes, we will have that update as Mike McDaniel uh, gave the latest on that. Look, I, ugh, I don't know. Um. I guess you look at the medicals, you see how he's feeling. But man, if you have three concussions, I, if that's a Saints player, if that's anybody, I just, I, I'm wondering if he plays again this season, if he should, to be honest with you, right? Uh oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? It's hump day. Hump day! I know you can hear me. Today's more that what that Campbell Wednesday update is that what it is. Indeed. Shot Gene and Digital on the ground, Caleb the Camel and Sean Bay. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Pelicans taking on the T-Wolves. It is a sellout. Number eight of the season. Friday is already a sellout as well to take on the 76ers. Words of wisdom. Our ESPN Radio NOLA question of the day over on Twitter. It's two of them. How many Pels games have you been to this season? I'm kind of interested in it. The fact that we're already at sellout number eight. We've surpassed all the sellouts from last year. I think the Bucks game did that. So since then, you've had with the Pacers, T-Bulls tonight, 76ers. How many have you been to this year in terms of last year? More than last year? About the same. Oh, you haven't had a chance to get out there yet as well. So I'm curious, you know, if you're on your second Pels game, your third, if you've only been to two or three a year, have you found yourself going to more or not? Again, I just, I'm kind of interested to see how much that growth has sort of been. And, um, you know what? Teams in second place in the West. One game behind Denver, a game behind Memphis, as the Grizzlies lost to the Suns yesterday in Memphis. So we'll keep an eye out on that. Nuggets, one game up, 22 and 11. 
and the Pels are 21 and 12. Taking on an interesting Minnesota team, 16 and 18. They've lost three straight. They're four and six in their last 10. They made that big old trade for Rudy Gobert in the offseason with Utah. It just hasn't panned out, I think, the way that they thought it was going to. Got some injury things there as well. Could be getting some players back, but it's something to keep an eye on um, from that standpoint. First and foremost, though, Zion Williamson yesterday after practice was asked, hey, are you playing? Oh, yeah, I'm most likely going to play. Hey, I got to play. I sat on the sideline enough last year. So that's a good thing, right? Uh, what was it like to watch the last couple of games here? The worst part about, like, COVID, even if you don't have symptoms, it's the fact you just got to be inside and you can't do nothing. Uh, and then when I did come back, when I did get cleared, it was the day of the, the, day of the game. Keyshawn, J. Will. It's like my legs wasn't under me, so I had to sit out. And, uh, they got the win. I was excited about that, but it did it did suck to have to sit out. Yeah, no doubt. Um now, the good thing about it is the team depth, right? It's one of the topics we've been talking about. It's why I think you could make a case or an argue, uh, argument and argue the point that the three-game win streak, just as impressive, if not more than the seven-game win streak, because, you know, that second win was on a back-to-back at OKC, a really good team. You had the temps, the, just everything, man. I mean, it, and you could say it doesn't matter. Dude, it was like minus something over there, right? So you add all of that. Winning the night before here at home against the Spurs, it, it, I, I think that back-to-back was something. That win in OKC plus in overtime, I, I thought that was huge. Jackson Hayes, you don't win the game without that guy balling and caring and um, and taking you to victory, period. And then you have, you know, on Monday where you, you could have fooled me that that wasn't the regular Pelicans, but you were missing three starters. Key players, man that have really helped you get to the 21-win mark, right? Zion uh, talked a little bit about that after practice. I've seen it since last year, and I've seen it since training camp. Uh, you know, we had eight guys, and at no point was it, let's try to make it a game. It was, nah, we're about to go out here, we're about to win this game, we're going to execute, and, I mean, they did that. You know, we, we have a deep team, uh, so many different pieces that can be utilized on any given night. Yeah. I think the other cool aspect of it is um, you're seeing a lot of different guys being able to contribute in specifics when it comes to Jackson Hayes. First off, Zion had this to say on that block, which was ridiculous, two hands on the backboard, on his way down to the ground, landing on his keister. He throws the ball to C.J. McCollum and saves it in. Man, he, grabbed, he grabbed that shot. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was different. He, he really, like, he could have blocked it with his face if he wanted to. Yeah, it was uh, pretty incredible when you look at it. As far as his play overall. When Jackson is given those uh, minutes, uh, he's had games like that. Uh, and he's improved since the last time he had a game, not amount of minutes. And, I mean, Jax is a, a unique athlete. Like, seven foot, very agile, super athletic. Uh, he's been working on his perimeter game. So I'm excited to see the growth of Jax. Right, and the other thing. As well as he was asked by Andrew Lopez, I believe, who's the best top three passers on the team? When you look back at the game on Monday, Najee uh, Marshall had an insane pass where after he passes it right past a pacer, he kind of turns and lands on one knee. Kind of like a Matrix move. It was pretty cool. Uh, Zion's response. I got Najee. Got myself. Come on, y'all. Y'all know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say Dyson. Okay. I would say Dyson got Dyson got some passes in his bag that he ain't shown, but uh, Nodge, me, and uh, Dyson, yeah. Is that the order? Uh, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Uh, I got different style of passes. Uh, a lot of my passes are when I throw it, my teammates open for an open shot or something. Nodge can find passes in transition or just knowing when to uh, kick ahead, even at half court says. And Dyson, uh, Dyson just makes like great reads on his pass. One of the other things that was talked about yesterday was Najee's play, and Zion loves it. My dog, man. Uh, Najee's confidence is just growing and growing, and you can see it in his play. And, you know, uh, as a team, we're behind him. Uh, 
you know, having a guy like that on the team, like him, Jose, dudes that just bring the energy every game, whether they play five minutes or whether they play 30, they're, they're the same every game. Now, Willie Green, after practice, was discussing, of course, again, how this team has been handling playing with players that have been injured, players that have been sick. Um, like I said, it's not ideal when guys are out, but it's it's a part of life. It's a part of playing sports. Guys get injured. Guys get, you know, have sickness every now and then, and you try to um, have your other guys ready to step up, which we're, we're doing a great job of. And part of the reason his team stepped up is, I think, the belief the coach has. In yeah, it is. It's impressive. Uh, we're, we understand that. You know, this is, this is such a blessing to have a group that's bought in the way we are. And we just try to protect our culture and, and keep working, keep coming in, having a great time doing it, knowing that it's going to be highs and lows throughout the course of the season. But we want to stay here and just have a standard that, that we'd like to meet every game. And then he said this after practice, and I actually brought it up on the podcast earlier today with Joe and Jim, specifically about, man, this kind of gave me the whole – Sean Payton vibes. And what I mean by that is one of the things he did do very successful here in New Orleans was build that whole next man up mentality, but you have to build it. Like it has to be a tangible thing and exist. What I mean by that is it can't just be words. Hey, we, we trust you. You believe it. When we leave in you, hey, go ahead. You know, well, somebody needs to play. So next man up. That's good. Maybe it kind of sounds like a confidence thing. Go ahead and do that. But do you buy it? Do you believe it? Do you think it's just as important on your team as anything else? And Sean Payton said it even his last year here. Those practice squad guys, they're they're probably going to play during the season. So he's like, if you wear the helmet, you wear the Florida Lee, then I think you can play. And that allows players to come in wherever they're drafted, however they earn their keep in their team, to be able to earn their keep. And I think that's something that Willie Green's been able to do here. Sure, you have certain players that are different talent-wise, but I don't hear him talk about them differently, doesn't he? don't you? Like, it comes across to me just with my ears and his body language. Every player on that team to him legitimately is as important as the others. Sure, you have players that... You may need to depend more, and they're asking to do more. But I think at the very least, he respects them on that same level, and he talks to them on that same level, but yet he also demands them on the same level. I think he does have that same accountability for everybody. And it's just great to to kind of see that, but, man, that starts from the coach, and then when players get out there and do it, whether it's Jackson, whether it's Najee, whether it's Jose, or somebody else on any given night, that they they trust him. I mean, you've seen Willie Green close out with everybody on this team. If you're on the roster, you're playing, and sometimes you close out. From Billy one night, Jose, Dyson's done it, you name it. When you think about it, I'm pretty sure that everybody on that roster, you know, even in blowouts, Garrett Temple's out there, right? But everybody on this roster has probably ended a game one way, shape, or form. We believe in every every guy that's on our team. Every guy that walks in this door has an opportunity to play. It's a long season, and there's going to be moments like it was last night, uh, moments like it was in Oklahoma and San Antonio where you have guys out, and um, guys got to stay working. Our preparation is key so that when the opportunity presents itself, you can they can take advantage of it uh, individually but also collectively as a team. So just believing in everybody here and, and putting the work in. Indeed. And I don't want to make it last any longer because you're probably listening, even though you're MIA. Just for you, Roy, the latest on Tua before we go to break. I've been advised by um, medical professionals that uh, it's uh, critical that Tua worries only about um, the day that he's currently in and nothing else. He's uh, better better than yesterday. You know, beyond that, um, I feel I feel like it's uh, kind of weird to extrapolate beyond good, which is what he tells me. Moving forward today and, you know, the whole team's approach is uh, Teddy Bridgewater's the starter. I feel very fortunate 
to have him and him to get his opportunity that he's totally prepared for. Teddy Two Gloves, baby. When we come back, Ralph Marlboro will join us next on ESPN New Orleans. Do you want a free Easy Go golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. It's Gus Kattengell with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or the Enview on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams, and you'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in LaRose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wuss. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. The most mentally tough team is going to win this game. Yeah. And start this thing out down 10 to nothing and fight and scratch and claw our way back into it, then get a lead, then have to finish it at the end like that was that was that was big boy nfl football ralph marbo right same forecast the way to follow over on twitter saints happy hour podcast ralph good afternoon how are you i'm good Gus. i just want to say thank you to the saints they gave us a delightful christmas weekend football life didn't they they beat cleveland after coming back from 10 to nothing and figuring out that it wasn't a good idea to throw the ball 30 times in the snow like the Browns, right? And then because they won, like, I know Tampa came back and won against Arizona, but that made for a fun Christmas night after you unwrapped your presents. We got to hate watch Tom Brady, and still he came back and won because Arizona's stupid and terrible. But it was a fun Christmas weekend, and I like to thank the Saints for it. It was, it was, enjoy- it was enjoyable. Thank you, Dennis Allen. Yeah, and it did still hold down hope, right? That you may have a final week where everything is on yeah. the line. Saints and Panthers and, you know, the Bucks here. But look, you know, Ralph, I played that bite for a reason, man. I, I, look, I think there are very real reasons why people openly discuss should Dennis Allen remain as the head coach? Should this team change mm-hmm. offensive coordinator? They're, they're legit, they're tangible reasons. That said, listening to him in that locker room, you could see how much that game meant to him and that win and how the team won it. And quite honestly, you give kudos. I, I think it's one of the best wins this season, if not the best, right? Conditions, adverse effect. You got to give a bleep to even want to be there. And that's what I keep saying. You don't win that game unless you give a bleep because yeah, it's, like, it's just nasty. Was, yeah. Like that's what I was, I was arguing with people before the game actually on Twitter and they were like, DA, like the team has quit on him. They don't listen. Kamara's checked out. They're all checked out. They don't play hard for him. And I'm like, listen, I'm not, and they were saying I was a DA stand, but I'm like, listen to me. DA is probably not a good coach, but you don't have to make up things that aren't true. Like, because DA is not a like charismatic public speaker and he's not great in the media, 
that doesn't mean the Saints don't play hard. Like, every piece of evidence we have with the Saints, they have played incredibly hard for him all year. Gus, they spilled their guts in Tampa and had every reason after the bye to just be like, this, this season's done. Like, I don't care anymore. And just, like, play out the string and maybe finish four and whatever, four and 13. But they keep, they keep fighting beyond all reason. And, like, you can say D.A. is probably not a great head coach, but, like, the players play for him. They play ridiculously hard. And that's just that's just what it is. And it was funny in Cleveland because I cannot believe that Cleveland kept throwing the ball in the freezing cold. I was like, what are you doing, Cleveland? I'm, I'm happy. It felt to me like every time Nick Chubb touched the ball, it was going to be a house call. Like, did it feel that way to you or am I just being – Oh, oh, am I exaggerating it? But every time Cleveland threw yeah. the ball, I was very, very happy. And it's just like the coaching, the coaching horribleness of the Saints in the first half and Cleveland in the second half was just, it was, it was hilarious of how that game went. I, I cannot believe, I cannot believe how that game went. Do you think that win leads to why Jeff Duncan put what he put yesterday, where it looks like the organization's doubling down on him and, and DA is back? Yeah, I mean, D, listen, DA's back, and I know that there's, there's Sean Payton and, and Tom Brady rumors to the Saints. It's, it's fun, and I had my T-shirt idea, Brady on Bourbon, and I could make hundreds and hundreds of dollars off that T-shirt idea. But, like, I just think that Sean Payton's agent, Don Yee, leaking to the media, because I think Sean Payton is looking around going, the Chargers ain't firing Staley. They're going to they're gonna make the playoffs. They might win a game in the playoffs, and they, they're not firing him. And Dallas, like, there's a path for them to make the NFC Championship, and if that happens, Dallas probably isn't firing McCarthy. Oh, my God, my options are narrowing. I need to get these teams that have fired their coaches. I need to light a fire under them and get them talking to me. Like, I think there's a possibility, like, the offers and options that Sean Payton thought he had, like, they're not there, and I think his agent is trying to drum up interest, report, whatever. That's how I took the Brady and Payton back to NOLA. It's me. Gus, you know this. You come and see. Like, Sean Payton has wanted out from the Saints like three, four different times. Like, he doesn't want to coach the Saints. I know people love him. I know he wanted to Super Bowl. I know it was great. But, like, that dude doesn't want to coach the Saints. And I just think it's his agent trying to drum up offers from other people. I mean, he essentially met with the Dolphins behind Mickey That's Loomis' right. bag. I mean, that was a fight. It's a fight. They got fined That's for right. it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Like, the Dolphins lost it. I mean, in part because they lost the draft pick. Like, I mean, you know, I, the thing is, with the Saints, I think the more interesting Saints news is, that happened today is not the Sean Payton to Sean Payton and Tom Brady back to the Saints. That's not the, that's not the news that broke that I think Saints fans should really be paying attention to. The Raiders benched Derek Carr today, and they're playing Skinholm or some other quarterback I've barely ever heard of. I think he played for Auburn way back when. They benched Derek Carr because they don't, if he gets hurt, they have to guarantee his 2023 salary. Now they can bench him and they can cut him. And they, they have hardly any dead money and he'll be a free agent. And I'm telling you, Gus, if Derek Carr gets cut, I'm not saying I like the idea of Derek Carr. I'm kind of like mad about it because he's very mid. But I'm telling you, he has a relationship with DA. Apparently, they, they're still in communication. They're still on really good terms. Like, I'm telling you, if, D, if Derek Carr is available, mm. the Saints are going to go a whole hog for Derek Carr. Like, and I don't know how I feel about it, but I think if you want to talk about big Saints news that's happening, like, to me, that is the news of the day that I'm really interested in. But it's, I know it's, we got we got Philly and we got one more game to go. I know, but that's probably an off-season <laughs> topic. But just file that one away. No, I mean, because it, it makes sense because of everything that's going on because we said it two weeks ago, Ralph, that the way this season would end, the way the final four games the team played, you would be able to make decisions based off of it. I'm, I'm with you, right? I mean, the the staff lost the game against Tampa. Period. End of story. The staff lost the game. It would have been super easy for them to come out of that bye and be like, I'm out, man. You know, just... Make sure that these guys don't come back. So, as I've been saying, I definitely do think they respect Dennis Allen. And that's why I think I keep playing that locker room speech because 
I mean, you hear him dropping F-bombs. You, you hear him saying the game ball ain't for you bleepers. You know, I mean, it, it's for the stat. Like, he, you, you get a, a sense of his personality in a sense that he is fiery, he is passionate, it does matter. Um, we're just so used to a different kind of guy. I mean, you know, Sean Payton did the choke single to players. Not every head coach does that. I mean, was, I mean you know, I mean, he, he, he coached with the emotion on his sleeve, uh, to a detriment sometimes. So it's hard to follow that up. It's no different than following up a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? And things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, and I do think it, it it's going to be about that quarterback and where you go with that in, in an OC. Where do you think, sent, like, even if it is like a guy like a Derek Carr or something like that, I, I brought up Joe Brady. And I wasn't like the, oh, Joe Brady's the greatest thing ever guy. And I haven't been. Mm-hmm. But seeing I've been the quarterback coach over there, working with Josh Allen, mm-hmm. Dorsey, the OC, and, and, and seeing that, I kind of think like something like that wouldn't be a bad thing where you would have a veteran quarterback. I think that's the key, right? Having a veteran yeah. quarterback that could understand the routes and the concepts and the things of that nature. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting thing. The thing is, though, that's sort of like that would kind of harken back to the Sean Payton offense, right? I just have this sense that in the offseason, D.A. is going to look at the offense. And either, either Pete Carmichael will go with Sean Payton or I think the Saints might just like, hey, Pete, we love you. Come go be an analyst. Go do do this other thing for us, and 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 that you do what you're good at because you really didn't want the job anyway. But I think Dennis Allen is going to look at this year, Gus, and he's going to look at his offense, and he's going to say the reason why, whether they finish seven and ten or six and eleven or eight and nine in the playoff, whatever. Dennis Allen is going to look back, and they're going to have the meeting, and he's going to say to himself, he's going to say the reason why we didn't make the playoffs, we couldn't run the ball good enough. We couldn't close out these freaking games. We couldn't close out Tampa. We couldn't close out Cincinnati, right? And he's going to say, I got to fix my running game. And I think that's going to influence his decision on offensive coordinator, offensive line, quarterback. Like, I think that's going to be their whole, that's going to be his whole thinking. Because that's how defensive coordinators usually think, right? Because they're just conservative in nature. I don't think Dennis Allen is going to be like, you know what I need? I need an offensive coordinator who's going to throw the ball all over the place. And we need to get nuts. No, I think you're going to be like, we need to run the ball better. I need better guards. I need another running back. I need an offensive coordinator. It's going to be maybe maybe it's like a Kyle Shanahan descendant where he's like, I got to get really cool in the running, right? I got to do I got to do, do fun stuff in the run game. But that's how I think he's going to think. Maybe maybe I'll be surprised, and maybe it is Joe Brady. But that's what I think they're going to look for an offensive coordinator. I don't have any names, right? But uh, I just look at them. Like Dennis Allen's gonna be like, I need a running back, and my defensive line sucks. I gotta like those two things besides quarterback are gonna be the number one thing on his mm-hmm. to do list. Now the Saints, of course, they don't have cap space; they don't have a first round pick yet. Um, so it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how they navigate all this. I, look to your point. I was thinking about it going into that Cleveland game as well too. When you see a guy like Rashid Shahid kind of come mm-hmm. onto the scene, where he's definitely a guy who can give you explosive. You know, plays that speed, man, end arounds, you know, kind of like the way they use Debo Samuel, Cordero Patterson. You know, I'm not saying you do that all the time, but mm-hmm. different plays. I think you do have some talent on this route. Here, here's something I'm going to ask you. I was asked this last night on Fox 8. Do you bring back Landry? Do you bring back Michael Thomas? Landry, Thomas is no. under contract, and if he's healthy, the guy can play. I mean, I, I'm just looking at it from a football mm-hmm. standpoint. I, whether or not, I'm, look, th- there is a love-hate relationship, more hate with this fan base than, than anything else. But, okay. you know, all I'm saying is this. You read the tea leaves, Ralph. You're, you're a big tea leaf reader, mm-hmm. aren't you? The the team put on its website during Christmas weekend of Michael Thomas going out to the charity groups and doing mm-hmm. stuff, all smiles, wearing team gear. Yesterday, right. he, you know, puts on his Instagram the – the pro football talk story of Sean Payton and Tom Brady, Nick Underhill screenshots. Okay. So I, I'm just saying he's not exactly taking to social media. Oh, I'd love to be a charger or something. He's not yeah. doing that. So I think he wants to be here one way, shape or form. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting because the things they could probably would, would definitely want to redo his contract. And in the same breath where I just said, Hey, Dennis Allen, is probably looking at the Saints at the end of these games and like we couldn't close it out with the run game. There is another school of thought, Gus, where he's like, you know what would have really helped in Cincinnati when we needed third and five? 
you know what would have really helped on that slant play to Callaway? If we were running it to Michael Thomas, right? So, like, and imagine, imagine Michael Thomas as your receiver, and you bring back Andy Dalton. Maybe you draft a hooker from Tennessee and you give him a redshirt year. But imagine, like, Andy Dalton with Michael Thomas, and you get a Josh Jacobs from the Raiders as your running back, and, like, you're running the ball for, like, 125, 130 yards a game. Then you have Michael Thomas and Olave, you know, and Shaheed. Like, that's your offense that's, like, build the pack and, yeah. and can do some stuff. Good point. Very good point. Ralph Barbaro, as always, man, appreciate the time. That Saints forecast, Saints happy hour podcast. Notice I didn't even bother asking you about the Eagles. Saints need to win, Gus, so we can have absolute chaos. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for it. I just didn't even bother to ask you. Thank That's you, bud. Right. Appreciate it. That's right. There That's we right. go. Poor Tango continues next on the New World. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen, and galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $79.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. Celebrate the injuries. It's just uh, karma's, and you know what? Sometimes Miss Aaron Summers joins us to talk a little Saints and Pelicans. She's the team reporter for both teams. Aaron E. Summers over on Twitter. Aaron, how are you this afternoon? I am doing great. I'm back in New Orleans. It's sunny. It feels beautiful outside. <laughs> and, you know, I like the weather down here. No airports. No, no freezing no conditions. <laughs> I am done with the snow. I'm done with the wind. I'm not running through any more airports. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll ask you about that here in a quick second, but this just came out in the last 30 minutes. The Phoenix Suns tweeting, after further evaluation, it's confirmed that Devin Booker has sustained a left groin strain. He will be re-evaluated in four weeks, Aaron. So the Suns will yeah. be without the guy that dropped 58 on the Pels, and I mean, it was a reason that they lost. I mean, I just, I mean, it is. So that's a huge loss. And look, we're going to talk about the Pels, their depth, and the three-game win streak. But this is what we've been talking about, Aaron. The Pels winning games without their star players. Now you're going to see how it affects other teams when they're without their star players. That's a big loss for the Suns. The Suns have only won one game that Devin Booker has not played in this year. So they are a completely different team without him, and it's not good for them. It's a lot harder 
their depth is not the same as the Pelicans have. And I think that's going to be the Pelicans' biggest strength down the stretch is the fact that you look at Monday night, they didn't have Zion Williamson, Trey Murphy, Dyson Daniels, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, and they completely just dominated that game from start, well, after a first few minutes to finish. And you see players just stepping up. And Najee Marshall looks so much better this year. He's in so much more control. He seems like he's got a really good feel for the game right. and his role. And you you can see the growth in the bench players and the confidence. They're just continuing to get better and better. I think that's going to be a huge asset for the Pels. It's interesting looking at the next couple of games here coming up. January, you're going to see some of the top contending teams here as well. Memphis, obviously, coming up on Saturday. But you know, when you look at the standings and why I brought up and started with the Suns, they're fifth right now, three games back. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard for them, and they're four and six in their last ten. So they're already kind of struggling. Luca's stat line last night, Aaron, was absurd. Unreal. Only time in history. <laughs> you see a triple double with sixty points. Um, they're six. They're six and four in their last ten. The Clippers are quiet. They're going to be a little bit better, but I don't know. Am I wrong in seeing the Suns out? Man, that that just makes me feel a little bit better about at least a fourth spot, you know. Because I'm getting greedy. I'm already starting to think of first round hosting here, but that's <laughs> that's not a bad thing. No, I mean I don't think you're putting the cart ahead of the horse here. I think that that's the goal for the Pelicans is not only making it into the playoffs, not dealing with the plan this year, but hosting playoff games um, and being the number one team in the West, not even just getting one of the top six seeds. They feel like they can do it. They've shown that they can do it, especially when they're completely healthy. There's a lot of parity in the list. There's a lot of really good teams. But you never know, as you mentioned, with the injuries, the ebbs and flows of the season, things can change. And the Pelicans have shown that regardless of going on a seven-game win streak and then hitting a three-game losing streak, they can still rally and play through the adversity without everybody on the team. This Minnesota team tonight's a strange one, huh? I mean, they, they went out and made a massive move in the offseason to the point where a lot of other teams are like, what are you guys doing with it? Mm-hmm. It hurt them. Probably, I think, the Nets to make those trades and things of that nature that was rumored to be do, being done, and it hadn't gone according to plan, right? Yeah, I mean, they made a lot of moves, and they've just been struggling this season. It's been interesting to see how... I don't know how their team chemistry has developed, what's been the issue. I mean, they've been dealing with injuries as well. Carl Anthony Towns hasn't played since, I think, November 29th or something like that. So he's not playing 13 games, won't be playing again tonight. And that's a big component. He's a big guy inside for them. They're 9-12 and 12 in Western Conference play. Just things have not been clicking for them. And I think it starts on the defensive end for them. They're just not great on that side of the ball. So we'll see what happens tonight over at the Smoothie King Center as they will take on the Pelicans. And they are six-and-a-half-point favorites going into that. So Vegas kind of thinks that as well. But, look, um, we've all seen show up and play, but this team is showing consistency from that side of things. And, and Aaron, the final thing on the Pels, we'll get to the Saints, is tonight's a sellout. Friday's mm-hmm. a sellout. Monday was a sellout. I can't think of the last time we've had a full week of games being a sellout. The Bucks were a sellout. I mean, it, it it it's nuts. You you can see it and, and sense that that this this is this feels different. Yeah, we were talking about it today at shoot around, uh, talking to Trey Murphy, and I mentioned that to him. You know, already a sellout tonight and Friday. Monday was crazy, and he's like, "Yeah, I remember walking out there my first game and nobody being in the stands, and the way that it is this year, it's so fun. There's so much energy." We love having the, the fans there, and it just feels different. It feels different for the players, and it feels different here in the city. People are talking about the Pelicans. I mean, I was in Cleveland for the Saints game, and the bartender at the hotel, all he wanted to do was talk about basketball with me. And I'm like, man, you don't want to talk smack about the Saints-Browns <laughs> game coming up right. tomorrow? You want to sit here and talk about the Pels and the Grizzlies and all the other teams in the Western Conference. It was crazy. Yeah, it's nuts, man. I, I Again, these are strange times in a good way, though. I, I'm all about it from that standpoint. Speak with Aaron Summers, beat reporter or team reporter for the Saints and the Pelicans. So what was it like, honestly, being down there, 
and going through that because I think it was one of the most impressive wins in a while for the Saints. Peyton era, non-Peyton era, you name it. I mean, that looked brutal. That looked tough. And that's one of those games where if you don't give a bleep, Aaron, you're you're not going to win. And I saw a ton of fight on this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have so much respect for our players and that and the team for, you know, really just I don't know, gutting it out. Like, they went out there and they got down 10-0 and they could have just let it all fall apart because it was, it was miserable out there. And you can have a couple players here and there that will tell you they didn't notice, but I think that's a bull-faced lie. You walk out there and immediately the wind smacks you in the face. And any part of you that was not covered, you felt it. It was like pins and needles. Your hand, My hands were freezing. The moment I took my gloves off for a second just to tweet or take a picture, they were frozen. So I can't even imagine after you're playing a game, they're getting wet, and you're out there for hours, how bad you know your body felt, how little feeling you had in a lot of your body. I know they're moving around and stuff, but after going down 10-0, in those conditions, to fight back the way that they did, it was so impressive. And I think, though, you, you might as well, like, you're, you're there, you might as well come away with a win, right? So there had to have been some moment there where they're like, man, all right, this is what this is going to be. It sucks, but we're out here. We've got to play the full game, right. so let's just, let's go. And they did. They turned it on, and defense you know, made a couple stands at the end when they needed it, and they were able to walk away with the win. I think one of the other things, too, that I've been playing a lot in the last two days, Aaron, is the speech that you have seen from Dennis Allen in the locker room. And you're around him a lot more than a lot of other people are, too. And I know a lot of times fans are like, hey, we want him to be more like Sean and that passion, things of that nature. It doesn't mean that he's not fiery. It doesn't mean that he's not emotional. And you could see that at the end of that game, dropping a couple of F-bombs, you know, things of that nature. But you could see his demeanor in those 45 seconds. That game meant a lot. That the, the way they that that team pulled out and won for him. That game was the epitome of what Coach Allen preaches. If you play hard and you fight and you execute, you have more heart. He kept calling it mental toughness. You're going to win, and that's the kind of team he wants. He wants to have a team that is not afraid to go into battle every single day. That's what the defense has been. They have been dominant. They're bruisers, and I think that is the the persona that we're going to see from Coach Allen as he gets more comfortable in this role, showing a little bit more of himself and his personality. He is confident because he has developed a great record as far as the defense goes for the the past, you know, 10 seasons. And he's a little cocky. And I think he was very proud of his team at that, in yeah. that moment, you know, the way that they came out and they performed. And yeah, I mean, He's talked so much about the fight of this team, how their product, the people in the locker room, is so much better than what we've seen in some of these close games. And I think it all kind of came out, and, and we saw that on Saturday. Philly six-and-a-half-point favorites here on Sunday. What's nuts is I'm looking at the, the forecast, 55 degrees, which is a, you know, it's it's like the Sahara Desert compared to what they just played. Normally, <laughs> normally I'd be like, oh, Aaron, January in Philly. No, I mean, 55 is 55. great football weather. Like, that's going to be great. But it's supposed to rain, right? Yes, it's supposed to rain there as well. So I, I kind of feel, you know, I, I want to say, you know, the Vince McMahon song in wrestling, no chance. But why not at this point? I, I, I just kind of feel like you're the underdog. They're the ones with the pressure. They've got to win so they can secure that that first seed, I mean, Jalen looks like he's going to try to play, and he's not healthy. That ought to tell you kind of where they feel, right, with that with that sprained shoulder. So, man, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying that they can't. Phillies earned that number one current seeding. I mean, they're a very good football team. They love to run the football. This is going to be another week, Aaron, where you have to stop the run. Hertz is going to run. Yeah. The running backs are going to run. They're going to throw it over the top after you try to stop it. I mean, that, that's the Eagles. There's so many things that can come into play here, right? Does, do the Eagles go after clinching the NFC East completely? They do get that with a win, and then that means that they'll get the number one seed in the NFC and home field advantage, right? So 
in the first buy. So there's a lot on the line for them um, if they can win this game. But do you risk further injury to Jalen Hurts? Is he completely healthy? Do you want him to be ready to go once the playoffs hit, or do you risk it now? They're, the way that they play changes, whether it's going to be Jalen Hurtson, who's a mobile quarterback. He runs more than any other quarterback, has more designed runs for him than any other quarterback by a long shot in the NFL, versus Gardner Minshew, who is somebody who doesn't run, really. Um, he definitely opts to go through the air when it's a run-pass option. And the Saints have been much better. They're second in the league right now against the pass, and they've been much better against the run. I think preference would be Minshew to start and not have to deal with the mobile quarterback and Jalen Hurts. But the Saints defensively have been doing very well the past four games. They've held teams to under 20 points and, I mean, 14 and a half points since week 12, which is second best in the league. That right. is really locked in defensively. And we're starting to see their run game come on and starting to see the usage of Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara and Rashid Shaheed getting involved and Juwan Johnson's been great. So, yeah, things are kind of since the bye, really. Things have been clicking pretty well for the Saints. So I, I don't see them getting blown out or anything like that. I really think this is a winnable game by the Saints. There it is. She laid down the reasons why you tune in and watch. Aaron, you're going to have great reports uh, leading up into that. Plus, we'll see, of course, over at the Smoothie King Center tonight and on Friday. Welcome back. Glad you're warmer. It feels like it's 100 degrees outside right now for me. It's like 70. I'm outside <laughs> with the kid before the show, and he's playing with this new drone. And I'm like, dude, I'm hot. Put on some shorts. I'm like in shorts. And I was dying just right. a couple of days ago. It's crazy. Right. It's wild out there. But, yeah, it's great to be back. Yep. We'll see you tonight. All right, thank you so much for your time. Aaron E. Summers over on Twitter. When we come back, uh-oh, I got the text. It's like the bat signal. Brian, who's likely a mile way high out west, he wants to chime in. To Sean or not to Sean, to trade or not to trade. He's going to call in next. ESPN New Orleans. Great news for our video poker players. Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. If your business needs serious hustle, our internet has plenty. Switch to Rev Business All Fiber Internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light. Sign up and get three months free and 30% off. Build your plan at letsrev.biz. Let's Rev. Whoever said you can't have it all, never had internet that could do it all. Switch to Rev. No contracts, no data caps, no nonsense. It's the high-speed internet you need. Build your plan at letsrev.com. Let's Rev. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003. As Brian, uh, maybe giving us a buzz here, wants to chime in on the conversation again. Uh, Phoenix Suns. Saying that Devin Booker will be out with a left growing strain will be reevaluated in four weeks. So that's one month already, right? Incredible. Um, when you think about it from that standpoint, when you think of, uh, his aspect, Aaron with, with the stat there, that's incredible. They've won one game without Devin Booker. One. 
that's, 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 um, it just, again, it goes to show you where the Pels are and why they are where they are, man. It, it, it matters. You know, the Nuggets were not the same without Murray. They're the number one C right now with, you know, Murray back at the point. Uh, out there in Denver, likely a mile way high. Uh, West. Brian, what's up, sir? How are you? I'm doing well, man. I heard you Saints fans are, you know, really, you know, carrying on and acting a fool because you won a game and it was like, what, two degrees outside or something like that? Try <laughs> negative eight. <laughs> well, it was minus 13. It was negative 13 over there. They were really cold. Biggest win in Saints history. Did you know that? Biggest win Saints history outside of the Super Bowl uh, apparently, and the Vikings game. So the way you guys are celebrate, uh, yeah. you know, the way you guys are celebrating a win against a bad team, it's like being a, a D student in a room full of F students. What the hell are you guys celebrating down there? It was a big win, man. Let me ask you this, because we have conflicting reports. I need you to help me unconflict or deconflict the conflicting. Okay? <laughs> I got pro football talk who you know and love. A very trusted source, by, by the way. Um, Brady and Sean coming back. And then you have Jeff Duncan saying, you know what, the organization's doubling down. They, they're going to give the man a mulligan. DA's coming back. What, what, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? It's like picking between two people I can't stand. Unfortunately, I'll go with the one I don't. I like, I guess, just the, I detest a little bit less. I, I'll go with, you know, I'll take Jeff Duncan's report simply because I'm not sure if anybody paid attention, but the Saints already have a head coach that they're paying. You're not going to pay him and Sean. Yeah, I don't see that happening. So I, I'm going to go with Jeff on this one and say I think the Saints are going to double down. They're going to keep DA. They're probably going to bring in a new OC. Or the the only other thing I can think of them doing is possibly promote Ron Curry uh, to, to the OC job. But I think DA is going to bring in an outside voice, maybe a guy like Nathaniel Hackett, who's a pretty good OC, but he sucks as a head coach. So maybe you bring him in. You try to see what happens with Green Bay to lure Aaron Rodgers. We've talked about uh, you know Derek Carr before, and a couple of months ago we talked about that. So, I well, mean, him getting benched for the next that. two games, Brian, does that make it obvious that the Raiders are moving on from him? I, I think the contract made it obvious that you know they were moving on. Benching him or not didn't even matter. It's the idea that you know they're a team run by Mark Davis. That you know Josh McDaniels has proven yet again he can't coach you know himself out of wet paper bag. So I think the contract lets you do they weren't committed to Derek Carr, much like the contract here in New Orleans when you weren't committed to Jameis. Where do you think Jameis goes next year? Far the hell away from New Orleans. As oh. far as he can get. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up in Indianapolis or something. If I'm Jameis, I'd go to, I, if I, I would have actually asked for my release this year, but I think he has a lot of respect for his teammates to where he didn't. I would have asked for a release out of here this year. Much less waiting until, you know, kind of like Baker Mayfield did. You were going to bench him. You were going to have him basically on the sidelines, you know, stressing a ball cap. Might as well let him go. If I'm Jameis, I would have asked for the same thing because it was apparent once D.A. benched him, he wasn't getting his spot back. And when Jameis came out and basically said, yeah, I thought that's not how it works around here, he kind of put himself in D.A.'s doghouse. Never was going to come back from that. So might as well let him go now. Yeah, I, I do think his uh, his little speech in the locker room probably didn't go over too well there. What about the chances of going back to Tampa? Uh, I, I would I would think that that's not a remote possibility. I, I know that you know you can always go home mentality. No, you can't. I know. I tried. <laughs> I tried to come back to New Orleans. I passed through, and I'm like, you know what? Let me get the hell out of here. <laughs> I mean, you guys celebrate you know wins against bad teams. I mean, that's what, right. what's the only good team you've beat this year? Maybe hey. Seattle. Everybody matter. else is losing record. Well, Seattle's no longer not, above 500 but at least either. You got so. right? <laughs> You're right. Hey, How many of those wins are against teams above 500? That's a, that's a pretty good point. Well, what happens, though, if they beat the uh, Eagles? Okay, let's stop this right now. They're not going to beat the Eagles. So let's not play this with game. Extension? They're not going to beat the Eagles. Extension. And I'm pretty sure what's going to happen. The Saints, mm-hmm. by some miracle, beat the Eagles 9-6. And all of a sudden, you know, your little cronies are going to call up there. The one from Mile High that said the Saints couldn't win. Right here until the end, they ain't going to win. So, the same energy you would have to the Saints pull off a miracle, make sure you call in next week and say, you know what, that Brian guy was right. Saints had no chance. The Saints can't beat the Eagles when they've got Sean Payton in a fully healthy roster. You Man, think they're going to do it this week with a makeshift roster in D.A.? Yes. Stop playing. <laughs> in Philly, by the way. <laughs> 
I mean, look, can, can we stop the dream? Look, I mean, I've been saying for weeks, just enjoy your New Year's Day. Just relax and um, tune in every now and then just to see what the score is. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I look. Something I, you could be better, you know, to celebrate the New Year. Something yeah, you could be doing better than what it is. Get, you know, get kicked around. Um, not that you would hold back, but do you trade for a player if you're the Pelicans, an all-star or not? I mean, look, it's starting already. The rumors, the reports. Hey, what about this player? What about that player? When Jake Madison and I talked about it here back around 1215, I'm in, I'm in the no camp currently. My reasoning is I don't know what I got. I've only had my roster healthy eight games. My big three players of Zion, B.I., and C.J. McCollum have played 10 games. I'm in second place. I've been in first place. I've had COVID. I've had injuries. I've had a toey. I mean, I've had all these different things hurt my team, and I'm in second. I A, I wouldn't know what to trade for, I think, and B, I don't know if I want to risk the chemistry that's going on in this team right now, which is why I'm in second. I, I just think I, I'm good right now. What do you think? Okay, chemistry aside, because we saw them building the chemistry last year, added CJ, and it took off. So I can't—I won't say that they can't duplicate that, because I believe that they can. The situation is what you said, you know, the former, not the latter. It's who do you give up in, in order to even go after. I think if the Pelicans are going to add anything, you need a little bit more outside shooting. But I don't think that means you have to go after a big-name guy like a Trey Young or anything like that. I don't think you need to go that far. Maybe you try to revisit one of the Bogdanovich trades. Maybe you try to get a buddy to come off the bench, although that's a lot of money to be coming off the bench. I just think if you're going to make a move, don't make it to be like a brand to where I have to trade four and five players in order to get the guy that I want because then you're, you're, you're limiting your depth, which has been one of the Pelicans' biggest, you know, biggest weapons this offseason, or this season, it's been their depth. I don't want to get rid of guys like Najee or, 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 you know, Jose in order to make that happen. Now, if you're going to get rid of, you know, Kyra, maybe Jackson, and you're bringing up Bogdanovich, maybe that happens. Okay, I'd be okay with that. But if you have to get rid of some of your core guys, like a young Dyson Daniels or something like that, no way do I make that move. And it's what you said, Gus. They're in second place, and they haven't even had the full roster yet. Give it some time, build on this year, maybe in the offseason make a big move. But now keep everything status quo, maybe add, you know, an ancillary piece. There it is. Brian so likely. Every now and again, I get good at this. <laughs> well, that's subjective. I mean, <laughs> just kidding. I, I think it's the Colorado air that's doing it for me. Or How is that Colorado, Colorado air? air? How is that Colorado air? I would, I would say it's fresh and clear, but there's a hint of something else in the air every night, every night and then. I don't know. You guess. <laughs> when, when are you coming back, man? I'll actually be back in New Orleans uh, at the beginning of the uh, the new year. I'll be back down for a little bit uh, to kind of, you know, catch up on some family. I, mm-hmm. I showed you the pictures of what happened with the tornado, so I'll yeah, be down man. there to take care of some insurance stuff. So, uh, you know, I'll be down there, you know, soon enough, man, and I'll have to come through and pay you a visit and basically make the lines let up by making everyone mad. It's what yeah. I do. Well, we'd be more than happy. Uh, it's incredible. How do you have a wintry mix possible after 4 p.m. and it's 52 degrees right now in Denver? Listen, don't question the weather, man. Enjoy it. This is a, it's a warm front outside right now. It's weird. I'm like looking at the radar. To the right of of Denver is green, and to the left is blue for snow. It's, it's a strange place over there. A high of it's 52, right now. and We're it's 27. This. Yeah, no, apparently when the sun is out, it's great. And then when the sun goes away, there's snow. There's Denver. There it is. I'm feeling like going up to Blackhawk and making a few bets today. Maybe oh. I'll bet on the Saints to lose the game to the Eagles. Anybody got any questions on that? <laughs> okay, well, where are, you, where are you laying the money, T-Wolves or Pels tonight? Oh, I'm putting the hundred on the bell. Six it's, and it's a half. Plus, it's, it's six and a half. Yeah. I, if it was ten, I take it. Six and a half. Zion is playing tonight, correct? Yes, I think he is. He said he, he said he said he plans on it. Yeah, so he's gonna bully Rudy Gobert. That's gonna pretty much be it. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Pelicans plus a six and a half. I'll even take the hook with it. All right. He could have given me ten, and I would have took it. Pels by ten. <laughs> Pels by ten. I'm jotting it down. Thank you, B. Go Pels, baby. Love you, Gus. There it is. Love you too, bud. Take care. There he goes. When we come back, hour three of the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
Is knee pain keeping you from living your best life? Get back into the swing of things with a robotic-assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau Regional Health System. Robotic